Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Uh, well, Jim, Kevin O'Connell is named his starting quarterback. Not a huge surprise that it's uh, Nick Mullins. Uh, do you think that Jaron Hall was in consideration to potentially start this week? I would say since he wasn't even the backup last week, that no. Hmm. I think they they uh, I think they look at Mullins as the guy who plays the position the most like Kirk Cousins and can run their offense the most mostly the way they want it run. Mm-hmm. And uh, I you know I keep saying I'd like to see Hall. I'm intrigued. I want to find out more about him. I think he can. I think he's you know got a chance to play well. They clearly look at Mullins as their backup quarterback and someone who can stand in the pocket, make reads, get the ball out, which is what he did in the game-winning drive the other day. But, you know, obviously he's he's not Kirk Cousins. He's a backup. Uh, he's a career backup. And, you know, just you're trying to – I mean, that's where the NFL is right now. Yep. It's like all the games are close. I think eight of the 14 games played last weekend, our week, were uh, won by the underdog. We're seeing crazy – uh, outcomes. We're seeing backup quarterbacks, you know, actually win some games like Jake Browning. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I can't tell you that I'm excited to see Nick Mullins play. I also can't tell you they're making the wrong decision. It, make, it's, it is a seems like the logical move, even though I, I have a preference for seeing the Hall myself. Yeah, and like you said, Mullins is somewhat similar to Cousins in that they're you know drop back passers and in that regard, and what he won't have is Cousins' downfield accuracy uh, while he's doing this, of course. But that means that the run game is even more important. And then Alex Madison got nicked up this last week. Uh, have they said anything about him? Madison and Brian O'Neill did not practice yesterday. Uh, I was out there, and uh, not a great sign. No. And I really feel like Ty Chandler is going to get the workload this week, and they really do need to run the ball well. Chandler has had moments, but he's also, to me, Ever since he did enough to get us excited about him earlier in the season, he hasn't really, to me, made the most of his opportunities since. Uh, there have been carries where he felt like, you know, a guy with his juice should should be able to get the first down or beat that one defender, and he hasn't. Uh, so, maybe, maybe, I mean, it's an ankle. Maybe Madison can get ready for Saturday. There's an outside chance O'Neill could do it. Jefferson's back on a limited basis, at least in practice. So there's a lot of question marks going into this game. You know, the backup quarterback, you might have backup left ta- right tackle, might have backup running back. Uh, we don't know how, how much Jefferson can actually play or how well he can play. A lot of question marks for what is actually a very important game for this team. I read a stat in your paper this morning that the Vikings have dropped more passes than any team in the NFL. Yep. Now, it's yep. close. You know, it's not like they have way more drops, but nonetheless, more drops than anybody. Got to fix that. Yes, Uh KJ Osborne, uh, in this you know this off season, he was telling people that hey, I can be the number two receiver, and frankly, he's failed as the number three receiver. He hasn't been dynamic. He's dropped way too many passes. Uh, he he's been a disappointment, frankly. Um, and Hawkinson dropped a lot of passes early and had key fumbles early. I really felt like if if Hawkinson had been as good as he needs to be to justify his salary in the first. Four or five weeks of the season, this team would already ha- would have nine wins right now. You know, maybe ten. I mean, he, he had key fumbles and key drops early in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I think the other. I'm trying to think. Oh, oh and the, so and also Madison's dropped way too many passes and yeah. had too, too many fumbles. So, you know, that's those are those are key players, and they have not. And now Hawkinson's gotten better. Madison has gotten better. Osborne really hasn't. No. 
you know, the number of times that Hawkinson has been targeted, the drop rate on Madison is much higher. Same thing yeah. for Osborne. Nonetheless, uh, that, that certainly has made a difference there. You know, and we, we talked some yesterday about some of the draft failures by Quasi Adolfo Mensa, but he didn't fail when he brought in uh, Ivan Pace Jr. as an undrafted uh, rookie free agent. How does it happen that a guy, I mean, Pace is running around making plays. He's five foot ten, so I can see that. But couldn't NFL GMs during the draft see that the guy had talent and, and that he'd be able to make plays? It's amazing how guys like that slip through. Right. Well, and even the Vikings didn't draft him, even though they yeah. obviously liked him enough to go spend money. So I think it's a combination of a number of things. Obviously, fewer rounds in the draft than they used to be. Yeah. Um, he, he's not tall, and he's not fast. Uh, linebacker is a position most teams feel like they can fill in. You know, if, they don't, if you don't have a superstar then you can find somebody who can just play the position and might not even be on the field that much anyway, depending on defensive, the defenses you structure, you throw out there anyway. So why spend draft capital on the position? Um, you know, you get in the late rounds, people tend to draft more for need, uh, and sometimes they draft a kicker or a punter or a, a flyer on a you know, quarterback, they, the Brock Purdy pick. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of reasons why he didn't get drafted. Um, but, you know, and the other thing is, we don't know if he was playing for a defensive coordinator other than Brian Flores how much he'd be flourishing. I really think sure. Flores Flores does have a gift for getting the best out of these guys. Yeah, sure, yeah, absolutely, no doubt. that co- Coaching certainly plays into it here. And opportunity, uh, you know, injury yep. happened, all of a sudden he's playing and, and uh, makes some big plays. I still reflect on week one when he bailed on a third down possible stop of Baker Mayfield probably because he was concerned about getting fined, and he isn't making that much as an undrafted rookie free agent. And and I wasn't too thrilled by that, but, man, he has really uh, made up for it since uh, Defensive Player of the Week this week. So got to credit a guy who's undersized and out there playing the game as well as he's been. No doubt. And we have seen other undersized linebackers. Uh, You know, Sam Mills is one of the great examples. I mean, there have been – Ed McDaniel was not very big, and he had a really good career for the Vikings. You know, there are – and Studwell – you know, really kind of had to bulk himself up uh, mm-hmm. to, to be the linebacker he wanted to be. So it's not highly unusual. It's just, uh, you know, but in a, in the, I, I'm giving Flores credit. You always have to give the player credit first. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, the coach can only do so much. Yep. Pace had a great training camp, impressed everybody there, and when he got the opportunity, he, he delivered. Otani finally signs, goes to the Dodgers. Uh, they had to be a front runner all along, I would think, uh, that if yeah. he was going to leave the Angels, it would be the Dodgers. A massive contract. That was certainly inspect, uh, expected. Interesting how he put it together uh, with most of it being deferred for several years. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, and I think, listen, he makes a lot of money off the field. Uh, he, can, he has endorsements all over the world. Uh, he has a lot of money in the bank. Uh, he's not going to miss any meals with this deal, <laughs> right. but but you almost sometimes I always felt like agents' goals were to have the highest perceived value rather than the highest real value. Mm-hmm. You know, here you have CAA representing Otani, and they get to say they signed Shohei Otani for seven hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. and you know, an accountant might say, "Well, you really kind of it's really not worth seven hundred million uh, because the." what's deferred and not earning interest and, you know, inflation's going to go. So I, I really wonder if CAA just wanted to deal looked spectacular at first glance, even though the people who really get dive into it are going to understand that maybe not 700 million in terms of value, but 
once again, it's almost funny money. I mean, yeah. he, he's going to be fine, and when he's 65 years old, he's probably still going to be making $60 million a year or something. Is it a luxury tax dodge by the Dodgers? Um, that probably plays into it as well. That's where it benefits the Dodgers. Is mm-hmm. I think his official base salary this year might be $2 million. Mm-hmm. So that, that probably does help them a lot. And, I, I you know, I, Otani seems like a pretty laid-back guy. I think he's just like, hey, <laughs> Seven million, any way you want to slice it is fine with me. Yeah, I think that's probably the case with many people, yeah. I would guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, so nothing from the Twins camp. Even Kansas City's jumping out and signing free agents. They signed uh, Lugo yesterday, and looks like the Royals want to be uh, contenders rather than losing 110 games or whatever it was again. Yeah, and uh, our conversations with Twins people, they basically saying, hey, we're going to, we have targets, uh, we have plans, but nothing imminent and probably not going to be signing free agents. You know, the acquisitions are probably going to be through trades. Um, I think under the current financial restrictions with not knowing if you're going to get any money out of the local TV rights or not, um, I think that you're probably looking at them trading either Polanco or Kepler, mm. um, whichever thing, you know, get, and they like both of them, but you know, Polanco would be a fairly easy person to move. You'd save $10 million, uh, presuming you didn't trade for somebody with similar salary. And it, it would open a window for Julianne, for Brooks Lee coming on strong this year. Uh, it would hurt your depth. It would hurt, you know, have, you wouldn't have that veteran who knows how to take at bats. But it just feels like they're, they feel like they're going to hammer financially and they're going to make some moves to, to relieve payroll, and that's the easy one to make. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.